welcome to the March 2016 episode of the ACS Nano podcast. This is Heather Tierney, Managing Editor for ACS Nano. And today we'll hear about optical clearing for dark field imaging and single cell evaluation. Light scattering is a major source of background noise and signal loss when imaging heterogeneous biological specimens. In order to minimize background scattering, researchers have explored optical clearing agents and methods. A recent ACS Nano article describes an optical clearing method using biomolecule targeting nanoparticles to boost the signal-to-noise ratio for dark field imaging. Today, Professor Joseph Irudayaraj joins the podcast from Purdue University to tell us about this work. Hello, Joseph. Thanks for joining the podcast. My pleasure. Can you start by telling us about the optical clearing method you've developed and what optical clearing entails? Happy to. So basically what happens is that when, when you want to take you know, images from cells, one of the compounding factors is, uh, is the background noise, right? And so, uh, you know, of course there are a lot of techniques available, a lot of high-end microscopic techniques available, but still, end of the day, if you want to, you know, obtain quantitative information, uh, then we want the signal to be highly resolved. In other words, the signal-to-noise ratio must be very, very high. So basically, in the cell, you know, the cell has autofluorescence, meaning that, you know, the natural products in the cell, uh, their own optical properties, right? So when we use, uh, you know, probes such as, you know, could be a fluorescent probe, or in this case, and then a particle with a very uh, special, uh, you know, optical property, uh, you know, which glitters and shines based on whether the light is scattered or reflected. And, you know, so this, you know, uh, information from the nanoparticle could be sort of clouded because of the background noise. So to increase the signal-to-noise ratio, we, you know, um, what we do is we kind of find a method to to say, okay, uh, you know, if I if I do a very minor treatment, again, without disrupting the, you know, the natural confines of the cell, in other words, the proteins and the RNAs and the DNAs, as long as I don't damage them, uh, can I do a very minor treatment to suppress this autofluorescence, right? So this minor treatment is called optical clearance, right? So basically, uh, you know, this... You know, there's no, people have uh, done this, uh, you know, in uh, you know, in tissues and even in animal models too, uh, mostly in in the context of neuroscience. Um, but here, what we've done is by using you know very very simple reagents uh, like isopropyl alcohol, urea, and uh, tritonix, you know, as a buffer. Right? Use, using these buffers, what we've done is we have minimized the background noise that come from, you know, for example, lipids, right? So lipids is a major source of uh, scattering of light. So we've kind of eliminated that. And, you know, so, uh, and, and also the other property is uh, refractive index matching, which is very, very important for imaging, right? So delipidation and refractive index matching is what we did to obtain highly resolved signals from, you know, nanoparticles nanoparticle probes, right, so, you know, which shine when the background is dark. That's called dark field uh, imagery. So that's the essence of the whole thing, right? And I'm happy to elaborate more on, on the biology as well. So please, uh, yeah, so let me know. And you already started telling us a little bit about dark field imaging, but could you tell us a little more about the importance of optical clearing specifically in this context? 
yes, happy to. Uh, so essentially, dark field imaging is basically, you know, if you put, uh, you know, a scattering particle, uh, in this case, gold nanoparticle, which scatters light, if you put this against a dark background, right, and if you hit it with a, you know, light, a very simple source, right, uh, then the particle glitters, uh, it glitters due to scattering against the dark background. So that is called dark field imaging. So basically what we can do is, you know, we can uh, use a targeting antibody or a DNA to, um, you know, to target a specific biomarker in the cell. So when, when this gold nanoparticle, uh, which has an antibody that is very specific to, you know, a biomarker that is in the cell we want to detect, so uh, we, we treat the cell uh, with, a, with a particle. We, so these are called as gold nanoparticle probes, right? But then these probes, they go and attach to a specific biomarker. So, and then we, we take this sample, uh, and then we put it under, uh, you know, a very simple microscope, but it's, this has a condenser. It's called a dark field condenser. In other words, this will allow light to go on the outside so that the inside region is still dark, so which will allow for the particles to glitter based on scatter. So, so that's what we detect, you know, in dark field imaging. So basically, even if it, uh, there is a single gold nanoparticle, we can detect that. And, and that is the power of this dark field imaging, right? Uh, as opposed to, you know, if it's a flor fluorescent space technique, we need a whole bunch of fluorophores. It's very, very difficult to detect a single fluorophore because, uh, you know, the photon emissions from the fluorophore may not be uh, sufficient enough, or we need very, very complex optics. In dark field imaging, we use very simple optics uh, to be able to detect a single cold nanoparticle, right, uh, which could be about anywhere from 20 uh, micro, uh, nanometers and, and beyond in, in, in diameter. So that's the power. So we can, you know, we can count uh, the number of particles, which will signify, you know, the number of proteins or, uh, you know, uh, number of messenger RNAs and other biomarkers we want. That's quantification that can be done in a, in a nice way using this technique. And what fields or applications do you see benefiting the most from the method you've developed in this article? Yeah. So, you know, one of the challenging tasks in, in, in biology, especially in the context of screening, is, uh, is quantification, right? Is it possible? Because, you know, in the future, I envision technologies to move at the single cell level. You know, is it possible to detect, uh, just not detect, but quantify certain proteins at the single cells? Is it possible to quantify certain RNAs in the single cell, right? So this is where the future will head. So, so here we are able to quantify, uh, in this paper at least, we've shown that, you know, we can quantify uh, proteins and mRNA because these have a relevance, right? You know, can we do this at a very, very uh, sensitive limit of detection? Um, so, so that's what, you know, we're trying to do here. Quantification at a single cell level, and also taking beyond the cells, you can also look at tissues as well. Uh, you know, if you want to look at, you know, how does uh, a specific, you know, uh, tissue, it can be cancerous tissue, right? So a tissue can have several different phenotypes of cells. Cells mean cells that have varying levels of biomarker expression. Right? This could signify the state of cancer or any other disease. So could we could we tell? Could we take a tissue? And in the tissue, uh, could we go to a specific cell? It can be a stem cell or a certain cell with a certain uh, protein expression, right? Surface biomarker. 
at that level could be quantified the mRNAs that might be related to uh, the specific. So that is where, uh, you know, we are heading and, and that's our future. So I think it's a very, very powerful way of doing it, you know, without complex optics. And finally, what are going to be the next steps for your group uh, toward these goals? Yes, the next steps will be, you know, can we take this technology we've developed, you know, at the cell level and we apply this to tissues? So uh, if we can, you know, if we can biopsies, biopsies are very common these days. Uh, within a matter of, you know, an hour or a couple of hours, will it be possible to specifically quantify the protein expression uh, and associated uh, mRNA expression as specific phenotype? So that's where we're headed. So this will absolutely be, you know, this will revolutionize diagnosis because we can do this at at any point in the tissue at the single cell level. Because right now, what they do is they take the tissue, they grind it up, and they look for very specific biomarkers, protein expression or, you know, uh, DNA expression. Uh, what we are proposing is that we should be, you know, once we take the tissue, uh, without destroying the tissue, we can, you know, go to a specific region, and, and in that region, we can go to a specific cell type and in that cell type, we can quantify a specific protein and associated mRNA, right? In this case, we've looked at HER2 uh, protein and HER2 mRNA, right? So, so that's where we're heading, you know, single cell quantification in a tissue. So that, that's where we think, you know, we are heading and uh, uh, hopefully we can accomplish this next, you know, uh, coming few years. Excellent. Well, thank you again for joining the podcast today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the March 2016 ACS Nano Podcast, and thanks to Joseph Irudairaj for joining us today. Tune in next month for more highlights from ACS Nano. Ooh.